as you think about engineering, it's really all about curiosity, right? Being able to look at something and and be curious about how and why and what and, you know, basically those type of questions and then trying to make it even better. Hello, I'm Sue Nelson and welcome to the Create the Future podcast brought to you by the Queen Elizabeth Prize for Engineering, celebrating engineering visionaries and inspiring creative minds. Linda Zhang was born in China and arrived in the United States with her parents as a child. She went on to study electrical engineering and later in her career an MBA and Master's in Computer Engineering at the University of Michigan. Her engineering career began, though, when she joined the Ford College Graduate Program, a two- to three-year series of job assignments at the Ford Motor Company, whose headquarters are also in Michigan in a Detroit suburb. This is where the first mass-produced car, the Model T Ford, was made in 1908. And over a century later, Linda made another piece of automotive history as chief engineer of the team that electrified Ford's F-150 Lightning pickup truck, which launched earlier this year. Linda joins us today from the Engineers' Future of Cars event, a partnership between the Royal Commission of 1851 and the BBC. And she began by describing the electric F-150. The F-150 Lightning is a full-size pickup truck. It's five passengers and it has five and a half foot box in the back for whatever the customer wants to throw into it. This truck is very popular in the U.S. It generates $42 billion of annual revenue and there's about 17 million units of these out on the road as of 2020. Was the decision to electrify it welcomed? Yes, definitely. I mean, I think Ford's strategy is really around bringing electrification to customers and helping them transition in a way where we are electrifying our most iconic vehicles, whether it's the Mustang with the Mach-E, Transit with E-Transit for commercial customers, and now F-150. Those are all very iconic brands that our customers know and understand. And I think with that, it really helps the transition to EV. Um, With Ford, we're planning 50 billion dollars of investment in EVs globally through 2026. And I think it's really important to be able to do that with iconic brands that customers recognize. And so how do you go about electrifying a vehicle like this huge pickup truck? Giving our customers that capability of being able to do whatever it is that they currently use their truck for, not just the transportation to get from A to B, but also the the ability to go off-roading, going you know from A to B, any route they choose to, using it for work, using it for whatever it is that they currently use it for, towing, trailers, and all of that. So I think that was the first element, is make sure that we can be durable and that we can stand behind our built Ford Tough Shield uh, for F-Series. But in addition to that, really giving the customer 
more than what they bargained for, right? Whenever you create a new product, it's really important to give our customers more because otherwise, why would they ever go there? So, you know, the thought here was an and solution, right? Giving them what they know traditionally with trucks, but also adding to it and giving them even more things that they wouldn't even know or expect from the truck. Um, For example, we now actually are able to back up when a a power uh, outage comes and back up the home for multiple days, four days easily. And how long was that engineering development process? The development on this truck started about four years ago. So we've gone pretty quick from concept um, all the way to a product. And that's something that um, I'm very proud of the team for. And for you, what was the most challenging aspect of the changes to the vehicle in terms of its engineering or design in order to electrify it? EVs today or in the past haven't been known as a tough and durable vehicle. It's often known as, you know, more of a eco vehicle. So kind of having to work through a lot of that and myth busting on an electric truck can be just as tough. And in many cases, tougher, I think was probably our biggest challenge at the very beginning of the program, really trying to bust that myth in a way. And we did that with a really interesting train tow video where we towed a train that weighed more than 1 million pounds. And it it was a double decker, 10 freight cars. And I think it really went a, a long ways in terms of showing people that an electric truck can be tough and can do work. Was there anything that you had to sacrifice when doing that conversion to electric in terms of performance or power? Absolutely not. With an electric, you actually get a fantastic power and performance. And and that's one of the things that we really were trying to educate in a way with that video, with the train demonstration. And what's great about an electric vehicle is the fact that it has near instant torque. Instead of the transmission and the engine, you know, with which with this older technology of having to switch gears and get up to a, a high amount of torque to be able to pull with an electric, um, with the battery and the e-motor, you get to that torque near instantly. I mean, it is absolutely fantastic. And did you have to do anything to the design or the, the chassis at all? Or was it simply, I say simply, obviously, I'm using that word rather loosely, a replacement of an engine for an electric one? Oh, no, definitely not a, a direct replacement. We had to engineer the entire chassis uh, quite differently. First off, we the, the vehicle weight is um, a bit more. So with that, we had to ensure that the chassis was um, upgaged to be able to sustain the weight. And um, in addition to that, with the e-motors, with dual motors giving this truck four by four all the time, that architecture really lent us to reevaluate the suspension system. And we ended up with a rear independent suspension in the back of this vehicle, which is really an, an all new for any truck application of for, for full size. And um, it, it actually ended up being a really, really great architectural change for us. 
What sort of range does the truck have? The extended range um, goes 320 miles on a full charge, which, to be honest with you, unless I'm going on a large trip, I've never had issues with charging um, because I never go 320 mi- more than 320 miles in a trip <laughs> for a day. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. And where are other car firms worldwide in the process? Because it sometimes feels as though we're slow globally on the uptake. Uh, Well, I can't speak for other firms, but I know that, you know, charging in a way is a infrastructure issue. And I think with um, more people adopting EVs, I think that infrastructure will increase. And uh, with a lot of what you know, we're seeing most automakers are using compatible charging so that you can, you know, charge different vehicles at the same chargers. It is definitely a very important piece of um, the EV um, adoption. And it's something that we need to work together across the industry on. And when did you first become interested in the electrification of cars? Well, for me, I'm an electrical engineer, so I always loved electricity, probably more than mechanical um, engineering ever since, you know, college. So I I am so excited about an electric vehicle being out there. And I think even at Ford, when I joined Ford, um, there were several assignments that I had taken that were really around what would it take to get electrification off the ground from a strategy perspective, from an infrastructure perspective, from a technology perspective, right? All of those different things that contribute to the adoption of a new technology. So I've been very excited looking at EVs for quite a while in my career. As you said, you studied electrical engineering. What was it that made you join Ford? Yeah, I mean, for me, I fell in love with the car when I was eight years old, when I moved to America, got off the plane. It was the first car ride I took. And it was, in a way, very emotional for me because it was basically taking me to a new world. And I think that has been something that I've carried my entire life in a way since I moved to America. And my father worked for Ford. So for me, I had seen how great of a company that Ford was. Um, I knew we were very advanced. He actually worked in the, um, the research labs. So I knew some of the things that, you know, Ford was looking at. And I, I was just excited about automotive. But at the same time, I, I could see a place where I could use my electrical engineering skills and uh, really do something from a career perspective. And that's why I joined Ford. Is it, It's just a fantastic company. And And um, Ford's been really great to me um, in terms of helping me learn different aspects, whether it's professionally or whether it's, you know, going back to school and getting a master's degree in engineering or um, my MBA to to try to understand the business side of them. You went to the University of, of Michigan and there's an amazing, as you will know, museum near Detroit, the Ford Museum, which is one of my favorites. Do you find the fact that it's got such a a history of the automobile there? Was that somewhere that you had, you know, went to and thought, wow, this is what I want to be a part of? Oh, absolutely. The Henry Ford Museum is fantastic. And and Mm. you're right, it has such a great range. 
whether it's the, the museum itself or the Greenfield Village with the old homes. I mean, it, it walking in there makes me feel like I've uh, you know, entered the past in a way. And um, they actually run a really great summer camp too, where for um, my, where I used to send my kids when they were little, because it'd be a week long camp and each day was a different century. <laughs> and, and they learned how it was to do that. And I just thought, how fascinating, right? And then you also have the Factory of Tomorrow tour as well, which actually takes you to our truck plant and shows you how, you know, like like the manufacturing of an entire truck gets put together. So just such an array. And you're right, all the way his, you know, reaching out to, you know, the 1920s in a way for, um, or even further than that, to, to try to see different pieces of the history all the way to advanced technologies that we're using in our plants today. It, it has got such a range and it, it's a wonderful uh, tour to go to. Now, you mentioned that your father worked at Ford. Did your mother have an influence in your engineering career as well at all? Yes, absolutely. My mother is also an engineer and she's actually an electrical engineer. So in a way... Preordained, wasn't it? (laughs) A little bit. Um, I probably followed more in both of their footsteps because um, I ended up being an electrical engineer like my mother, but I worked um, in automotive like my father. So I have a little bit of both of them from an influence perspective. And they are such an inspiration because they came to America with nothing and when they were here, was able to earn a, a doctorate degree for my father and then a master's degree for my mother. So just it, while at the same time, you know, raising us um, and uh, me and my brother, that that is, and uh, the, they're just fantastic. And they're, they're a great influence for me, not just from a professional perspective, but also from a personal perspective in terms of how to great, be a great parent and how to be a great person in general. And what for you has been you've got you know many years ahead uh, of an equally successful engineering career but what for you has been part of your work that you just get up in the morning and just think I love that you know how would you explain the appeal of engineering and working with electric vehicles to those that perhaps you know are not in the know Well, I think electric vehicles are really the future. So for me, waking up every day and knowing that I have um, a way to influence that and a way for um, to build a better product, a a great product and a set of services that our customers don't have today and working to improve that, I think is, is something that definitely drives me. And not only that, as you think about engineering, it's really all about curiosity, right? Being able to look at something and and be curious about how and why and what and, you know, basically those type of questions and then trying to make it even better. And that's what we do here every day at Ford is look at the product and we try to make it better every little bit, trying to improve it over time to make it even better with time. And I think that's that's what I would say is, you know, for, for um, aspiring engineers out there, if you have a passion for technology or how things work or how to make something better, engineering is the right field for you. And we're always looking for great engineers in the automotive industry, particularly as we head through this EV revolution. And uh, I I, I would um, welcome any 
aspiring engineers to, to look at this field because it is really a, a really great one as we look toward the future and what we can do to make the world a better place. And how do you see the future in terms of electric vehicles? Where are the areas where you think, actually, I'm hoping that in 10 years' time, we'll be able to do this or that or improve this even further? I think some of it will be gradual, but I think the technology is definitely still improving in terms of energy density, trying to get more range. Also, charging speed is another one where if we can get the vehicle to be chargeable as quickly as um you know, it takes right now to fill up gas, then really we've taken all of the excuses in a way away, right? And I think the industry will head that way um, as we get more pronounced with the technology in terms of energy density, trying to find different ways to, to use clean energy, but then also improving the charge capability and the charge time to be able to get even faster. I think if you do that and in, in, together, we we really make EVs the only option. So how do you gradually change that mindset? Right. I mean, to, to change and transition people's existing behaviors, right? You really would would want to give them something to, to want to change for. Um, so I, I kind of view it as um, you can change their minds in terms of you know, talking to them about how great the product is, going through the total cost of ownership and the fact that it's um, a lot cheaper to, to operate and own an electric vehicle um, over course the course of time versus a gas vehicle. You can talk about the life cycle sustainability of the product and the fact that, you know, EVs account in a total life cycle is a 64% reduction in terms of emissions output. But I think to really get people to change behaviors, you also have to change hearts in a way, right? Give them something that they want, they can be passionate about. In, In automotive, vehicle purchases are very emotional and and people you know need something that represents them in a way so for us that's why i think it was very important to make sure that we provide them this and solution that we talked about earlier the fact that you know it's the 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 truck that they count on today and this all new technology that gives them these added functionality that they never could get with a gas vehicle. Um, and then really that experience too of being in an EV, that quietness of not having the engine in the background, the the fact that zero to 60 is mid four seconds. I, I think that's what's going to help change hearts in a way, in addition to the minds. And I think you need both of those to be able to really move, um, move something as important as what people drive on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> Are you already thinking of electrifying another vehicle now, or has that process started? <laughs> um, yes, we, we're always looking at um, electrifying more. I think um, that's been announced um, a while back, actually, that we're, we're looking to increase the capacity to meet that um, reservation and that customer demand. But in addition to that, you're right, um, v- very much so. We are also looking at taking the electric technology and being able to put it on other applications that would make sense for our customers. 
Now, the Queen Elizabeth Prize for Engineering in 2022 was awarded for permanent magnets and the engineer who played an enormous role in increasing the magnet's power and range of uses. Now, what are the types of magnets that are used in electric vehicles? Yeah, so we do use the magnets for... um, are um, three-phase permanent magnet motors. There's definitely a lot that goes into the motor, and and particularly for a truck motor, right? We we need to make sure we have very strong magnets to ensure that we get the you know power need out of it. So the magnets, effectively, you know, they're one of the main um, elements of. of of electric motors, and it's something that I think most many people just don't realize I think yes <laughs> magnets are what helps uh, the motors turn <laughs> and spin to generate that torque and uh, power for the vehicle and for you you know you mentioned that um, your 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 child went on this fabulous camp at the the Henry Ford Museum did you find during your career particularly when you were um, studying and, and, and a bit younger and before you got onto the Ford graduate program whether specific things that you did be it an internship or a camp that that really helped fan the flames of your interest in engineering for me i i didn't have a lot of opportunities at camps just i i think um my kids um have been able to grow up in a much different environment than I did. For me, my parents, you know, came to this country with not not a lot of money. So I had to entertain myself, I guess, in a way during summers and such. Uh, But I think, you know, I grew up at Purdue University and having that academic environment around me the whole time actually was super helpful. I think just by osmosis, I was seeing some of the things that was happening on campus and, and just learning from, you know, being in that environment and the people I was with, especially my friend group, we were all very curious kids and we didn't have a lot of money. So it was really all about what can we do with things that we have and maybe tinkering with it to make things better. I think those are the things that kind of, I, I think back to and and think, you know, <laughs> I was definitely in, in a little engineer, even as a eight-year-old child, because that was something that I, you know, I, I, I just always tinkered with things and was always curious about how anything worked. <laughs> and is it true that your motto is be happy? <laughs> yes. Really? <laughs> I'm a pretty positive person. I think for me, it's, you know, whether it's what you do uh, in in a career or life in general, I I think you have to go after what makes you happy. Otherwise, it's, uh, you know, it makes uh, things feel a lot longer, right? Whereas if you're happy, I I feel like time just flies by and I'm having a great time. And um, why not? Well, it sounds as if electrical engineering has made you very happy indeed. Linda Zhang, thank you so much for joining me on the Create the Future podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Find out more about the Queen Elizabeth Prize for Engineering by following QE Prize on Twitter and Instagram or visit qeprize.org. Thanks for listening and join me again next time.